I want to make sure that Celebration Church, that everyone who attends here, recognizes that our faith, our anticipation of God's involvement in our life is really high. Uh, there is a term that I talked about last week, and just to brace you, if you were here last week, I'm going to use a lot of content that I used last week and mingle it in, okay? Um, so uh, be ready for that. Uh, but there is a term that I used last week called an atheistic Christian, an atheist Christian. And, and what that is, is a person who believes in Jesus but they don't necessarily believe that Jesus does miracles anymore. So they believe in him, but they don't believe that he's going to get involved in their life. And so they just are content with knowing that one day they're going to be in heaven because they believe in Jesus and they just leave it at that and, and, and just live life. And so when there's a miracle, when there's a need, they don't ask because either A, they don't believe in it, or B, they don't want to be disappointed. It's kind of like the kid in high school who sees this gorgeous girl and he doesn't know if he has a chance or not. And so rather than risking being rejected, he just doesn't ask at all and just goes, uh, I don't know what would have happened, but I didn't want to risk being rejected. Uh, and he could have missed out on true love. I don't know if, you, if you've ever seen The Prince's Bride. But anyway, um, it, that is the, the uh, on, on a quantum scale, to be afraid that maybe the Lord won't answer your prayer, so you just don't ask. What ends up happening is that our expectations and our faith in miracles and healing begins to drop. Last week was my first message on this, uh, and we're going to be in a series this week, next week. I don't know how far we're going to go on it, but I want to make sure that we bury it in our hearts and in our souls. Uh, let me read a couple of scriptures to you. Uh, this is in Mark chapter 16, verses 17 and 18. It says, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. Raise your hand if you believe in Jesus. Just raise your hand. Okay, we're talking to you. If you raise your hand, we're talking to you. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. In Psalms 103, verse 3, it says, He forgives my sins and He heals my diseases. That this, these are the signs that shall follow those who believe. Now, the elephant, the pink elephant in the room is, well, where are those signs? Such a good question. Here's the reality. We pray for one person. We pray for one miracle. We don't get the yes we were looking for. And then we just stop asking. Here's the thing. I've prayed for people and it was an instantaneous miracle right before my eyes. I told the story last week of just one moment. I've prayed for people and saw instant healing and miracles. I've prayed for other people the same day. Nothing happened. 
I've prayed for people and they're over the, I've been in ministry now 20 years. I know I started when I was two, but 20, 20 years. I just had my 20th year anniversary. Can't count how many people I've prayed for and they've been healed. I can't count how many people I've prayed for and they weren't healed. I don't know the rhythm. I don't know the rhythm. I don't know when God says yes, when God says no, but this is what I do know. Some people I pray for, they get healed. Some people I pray for, they don't get healed. But if I don't pray for anybody, nobody gets healed. Here's the other thing. The more sick people you pray for, the more sick people get healed. It's not rocket math. The less sick people you pray for, the less sick people get healed. We're going to have a risky church. Risky. Say we're risky. 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 What's the worst that can happen? I'll have to pray again. Oh, you got to come back for next week on that one. But here, let's unpack a few thoughts. There is uh, uh, an, an attitude in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about... You guys know that verse? They didn't even put it on the screen. You guys are awesome. Let's read it together out loud. One, two, three. Don't worry. Tell God. Man, that's a good verse. Leave it up there just for a few moments, okay? What are we supposed to pray about? You're on fire this morning. Every, everything. If you think about it, pray about it. If you think about it, pray about it. Risky, risky, risky. If you think about it, pray about it. Risky. Think about it, pray about it. Now here's the thing. When you pray about it, you tell them what you need. And after you get done with that, you think about something that he's already done. And start thanking him for that. So it sounds something like this. Dear God, I need a healing in my body. My kidneys hurt. They're they're painful. I need a healing in my body. In Jesus' name, you speak to the mountain. You speak to it. In the name of Jesus, kidneys be healed in Jesus' name. Now, thank you for the house that you've given me. Thank you that I've got strong bones. I might need a new kidney, but I'm happy with my strong bones. Uh, (laughs) Have you ever heard somebody say, I'm not overweight, I'm just big boned? (laughs) What do you mean you're big boned? What, do you got a Tronosaurus forearm? (laughs) You know, big boned, we got a bigger skeleton than everybody else. But Lord help me, let's pray for Frankie real quick. But the first thing you, you, you pray about everything and then right afterwards, and I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. And you start thinking about every single thing he's ever done for you. You start thank, I thank you that I've got air in my lungs. I thank you, God, that I got two great eyes. I thank you, God. Here's the thing. There's one thing better than miraculous healing. It's divine health. That's better than healing. So thank him for the health you have. Thank you, Lord, I'm not in the hospital. Thank you, Lord. And then if it comes back to you, start make another request. So it's request, praise, request, praise, request, 
praise. What do you pray about? What do you pray about? And as soon as you're done, you start thanking them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You start building that atmosphere. Here's the thing. I got me a little Alexa and, uh, and she's my girlfriend. <laughs> she sits in my house. I come in. I, I love her to pieces because she does everything I tell her to do and she never talks back. <laughs> I come in there. I say, Alexa, play worship music. Playing worship music. You better believe you're playing worship music. I'll pull your plug. <laughs> but... And I come walking in the house, play worship music, boom, play worship music, get in the car, turn on. I don't, I, I like country music, enjoy country music, went to the rodeo, wore pearl buttons, love country music. But when I'm in my car, here's the reality. It's a moving sanctuary. I don't have time for Clint Black. I'm building an atmosphere inside of my car, thanking them, praying for them, thanking them, praying for them. Here's the thing. Not every prayer will be answered. But you have to have enough prayers happening to where something is always being answered. You keep it going. You keep it going. You keep it going. When I see somebody sick, I'm like, I want to pray for him. 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 It might be, I'm not going to get it all, but I'm going to get a lot. And after I get a no, it's not, here's the thing. How many of you, raise your hand, be honest, don't lie. You're in church for all that's good and holy. How many of you have been a little offended whenever God did not say yes? Raise your hand. Absolutely. My hand's up. You ask, if you have, if God has never said no to one of your prayers, you don't pray enough. All right. You need to start praying some more because his ways are not your ways. Your ways are not his ways. As awesome as you are. You are not God and your ways are not like God's. But here's the thing. The Bible says that all things work together for the good of those who love them. If the situation is not good, then it's not over yet. Thank you, Francine. It's nice to know somebody like that point. Francine came to church today because she's moving, and so she thinks she's going to like, like, not make me mad about the fact that she's moving by coming to church today. I'm still mad about it. Jonah. She's a woman of God, and where are you moving? South Carolina? Greenville? God doesn't live in Greenville. Jeez. There's a, a determined hearts attract miracles. Determined hearts. Determined hearts. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy by the name of Charles Barkley that played basketball. And he said that he'd never, ever, ever go 0 for 3. Meaning he'd shoot three shots and miss three. He goes, there'll never be a basketball game where I go 0 for 3. That will never, ever happen. He goes, now I might go 0 for 50. But I ain't going 0 for 3. In other words, I'm, I'm shooting 50 times whether they go in or not. I'm shooting. I ain't, I'm not going to just shoot three times. I'm an aggressive player. I'm an aggressive personality. Let me just say this. That determined hearts attract miracles. Let me give you a few examples. Jesus, Mary walked up to Jesus and said, Jesus, we're out of wine. Jesus says, I don't care. He says, no. How many of you ever got a no? He says, what 
does that have to do with me? Mary backs up. Determined hearts attract miracles. Mary backs up and says, all right, boys, do whatever Jesus tells you to do. Something good's about to happen. That is the equivalent of me praying for Todd because he's got uh, uh, esophageal cancer in the name of Jesus. Cancer be gone. Remember, speak to your mountain. Speak to it. Speak to it. Don't pray about it. Speak to it. Be gone in Jesus' name. And then he finds out it's not gone. I go, yes, it's about to happen. I know, I know. It seems like it's crazy. I'm telling you, determined hearts. That's what Mary did. Jesus said, what does this have to do with me? Mary said, watch what's about to happen. And all of a sudden the water turns into wine. Let me give you an even stag- a, a, another staggering example. This is a Canaanite woman. She comes up to Jesus. She says, Jesus, my daughter is demon possessed. Help me. The daughter is not there. The daughter is not praying. The daughter is not in the room. She tells Jesus, I need you to help my daughter. Jesus doesn't say no. It's even worse than that. She's not a Jew. So all of her people are sinful people. He doesn't even answer. He ignores her. Have you ever been praying and you feel like you're just talking to yourself? Again, if you've never have, you need to pray more. You're talking to yourself. You didn't get a no. You didn't get a yes. You're just talking to the wall. And all of a sudden, she says, she keeps on. Jesus, I need you to heal. I need you to heal my son. I need you to heal my son. The disciples tell Jesus, let me read it. Because if I don't read it, you won't believe it. Watch this. He says this, tell her to go away. She is bothering us with all her begging. And then Jesus said, your whole race, all of you, we don't give gifts and miracles to dogs. That's not a no. That's like if you ask somebody out on a date, they don't say no. They go, you're a dog. But what what is the whole premise of this point? Determined hearts attract miracles. And she comes back. Have you ever been talking to somebody who is really witty? They're really quick with their words. And you're like, you're good. She's witty. She goes, well, even the dogs get the scraps off the table. Jesus looks at her and goes, that was good. (laughs) Did y'all hear that? That was good. Says, go on home. Your daughter is healed. She goes on, determined hearts receive miracles. Watch this. Was the daughter in the room? No. Was the daughter praying? No. Let's, let's just take a sidebar if we can, not talk about miracles, and let's just say this. The person that you're praying for does not need to be in this room. The person that you're praying for may not even be a person who prays. There's something about praying for somebody whether they're praying or not. If you know God, you know the most powerful being in the universe. This whole world that people get so consumed over, he uses it as a footstool. That is the person who is inside of you and around you. Keep your expectations up. Come on, somebody. 
there's, a, there's another example of a guy named Hezekiah. Hezekiah was dying. He was laying in bed and he was dying. A prophet comes walking up to him and says, look, I've talked with the Lord and the Lord told me you're going to die. And he walks out of the room. Hezekiah just heard from God that he's going to die. He rolls over. He puts the preacher to his back, puts his face to the wall and starts crying out to God. I'm just going to say, if you've heard me speak two or three times, you know this about me by now. There are degrees of fervency when it comes to God. Degrees of fervency. You can pray for your fruit loops by saying, thank you, Jesus, for my breakfast. Prepare the hands that blessed it, <laughs> that made it, which is such a funny prayer to me. Prepare the hands that blessed the food. I don't know who the cook is back there, but go ahead and bless them anyway. <laughs> bless this food under my body. I know it's a bowl full of sugar, but let it go down like broccoli. Just... Bless the hands that made it. I don't know who made it. Just bless them and bless it under my body. Just let it be just vegetables in my soul. Just. <laughs> I'm in a silly mood. <laughs> Should have taken that pill this morning and forgot. <laughs> but anyway, bless it. That you can pray for your breakfast with a level of fervency down here. But the greater the need, the greater the fervency. You may say, is fervency really necessary? Yes. yes. How do I know? Because the Bible says so. The Bible says this, that the effectual, which means you just don't shut up, the effectual fervent prayer Amen. of a righteous man availeth much. Hezekiah finds out you're not getting healed. Show's over. Curtains. Jesus! I'm going to tell you, a fervent prayer makes hell tremble. Hell is not afraid of what you do. It's afraid of what you say. You, Jesus! And you say, I don't know if I have a, I, there's a part of me that doubts. I, I don't know if I have enough faith. Very important. Faith is not the absence of doubt. Faith is the presence of belief. Doubt. There always may be some doubt floating in the back of your mind, crossing your fingers. That may always be there. But is there any belief at all? Any at all? Do you have enough belief just to pray? Because if you got enough belief just to pray, that's all the belief you have to have. If you say, well, there's some doubt there. Oh, of course there's some doubt there. You're talking to somebody you can't see. The Lord sees your state. He knows that you're made from dust. Francine, is this good or no? Is it good? Is it okay? Should I change sermons? I can't change sermons. I only brought one today, so... Hezekiah kept on praying. The man of God walks out of his house and he turns back around. He's like, Hezekiah, craziest thing. I got down the road, got in the car. God told me to come back and tell you, you're going to live. Yeah. You're going to live. 
There has to be a tenacity, a tenacity, an aggression. Here's the thing. Somebody I admire a great deal, man of God, pastor of a large church. He said this. He says, if you're going to believe in miracles and healing, you're going to have some disappointment. Everybody's got a disappointing story that took place. Do not allow your emotions and your fears to dictate what's going to happen next. You know, next. The past is gone. The future isn't here yet. The only thing you have is right now. Let's not think about the past. Let's not think about the future. Let's talk about right now. And what does God want right now? That's what we're here to say. Well, I've prayed 700 times. I'm not talking about 700. I'm talking about 701. Nobody cares about 700. I want to talk about 701. What are we going to do right here, right now? That's what we're here to do. And we got to have that attitude. If you don't have that attitude, then what you're doing is you're basically just having the, you're just white knuckling it until you get to heaven. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Every other day, my four-year-old goes, Daddy, I'm going to have pink wings when I get to heaven. I say, yeah, yeah, you are. Is that all we're doing? Looking forward to having wings? Let me say this for everybody in the room. There's three things that we want to have the culture of celebration. We have three services on Sunday morning. I'm telling this all three services. Number one, let's be risky. Risky, 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 risky. You see somebody in Kroger, be risky enough to pray for them. You say, what if they don't get healed? What if they do? Don't ever doubt what's going to happen after you're done praying. Jesus looked at 10 people who had leprosy and he said, go tell the priest you're healed. They weren't healed. They're full of leprosy. They turn around, they start walking. And all of a sudden, oh my goodness, we're healed. After Jesus said it, it was right after that he got healed. So when you pray for somebody, they may get healed right then and there, or they may just walk off. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Oh my goodness. Don't doubt what's going to happen next. Here's the thing. Let's be risky, 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 risky. You say, oh, do I need to feel compelled? No, our feelings lie. They lie. If you want to laugh, go home and Google spotlight effect. It's hilarious. The spotlight effect is when people think that everybody is looking at them. Everybody in this room, deep down inside, thinks that everybody in this room is paying attention to you. When you came walking in, there was a part of you like, everybody's looking at me. Everybody is looking at me. Everybody, everybody is thinking that everybody is looking at them. It's the spotlight effect. You sit there and even you're sitting there, somebody across the room is looking at me as I'm sitting here right now. I hate to break it to you. I know you're awesome. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's thinking about you because everybody is thinking about themselves, thinking that somebody is looking at them. 
It's the spotlight effect. It's hilarious. Everybody is just kind of like this, this, this self-consumed, this, oh my goodness. Here's the reality. When we back up, we have got to say, I, my emotions, my thoughts, they lie to me. I cannot trust them. I cannot trust my emotions. The, the people that I've prayed for to get healed, I wish so badly I could say my hands started burning. And I knew, no. In fact, most of the time that somebody got healed when I prayed for them, they asked me to pray for them and it was an inconvenience. I was in car line to pick up my kid from school and this guy came and tapped on my window and he's like, hey preacher, man, my, my, can you help me? Can you pray for me? I'm like, I'm in car line, bro. <laughs> like, you want to get, you want to get, there's no one gets, that gets more angry than a mother in Carline. I've got 900 mothers sitting behind me in minivans. <laughs> you want me to pray for you? Do you know I'm at church every Sunday? Like, and he's like, you got to pray for him. I'm like, okay. In Jesus' name, I talked about this last week. When Jesus healed people, he rarely used more than five words. You speak to the problem. Speak to it. In the name, and you got to do a quick interview. What's wrong with your hand? My bones. Okay, great. We're going to talk to bones. What happened? Let them tell you what happened. Get, you, get some information. Interview them. What's wrong? What's going on? I prayed for somebody this morning. She had cancer. Where is the cancer? It started here. Now it's here. Well, hold on. I'm going to forget all that. It started in your breast. In the name of Jesus, cancer come out of the breast in the name of Jesus. All right, now where else was it? It's gone to my brain. In the name of Jesus, cancer, you come out of that brain. Now where else is it? It's in my bones. It's breaking my heart. I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord. And when you feel compassion for somebody, the Lord moves through compassion. Compassion, when you break down that word, is you spend time with the Lord and then you come pass it on. Compassion. When you feel compassion, the Lord is moving. So if you ever feel compassion for somebody in a Safeway or Eckerd's, or uh, those don't exist anymore, but... If, if you're walking around the mall and you feel compassion for somebody, you've got something to pass on. So you, you go up and, and look, here's the thing. Emotions are a gauge. They're not a guide. They tell you, you, you can look at it like a gauge. It's like when you're driving a car, you see the gauges, but it's not a map. It's a gauge. So if you feel compassion, move. If you don't feel compassion, but you notice somebody, that doesn't mean you don't move. You can still move because you notice them. The Bible says that Jesus walked in the synagogue and noticed a man with a lame arm. And he said, come here, noticed him. Man, the Bible's good. Risky, risky, risky. What if, what if, what if, who cares what if? Here's the next one. Speak faith. The Bible says to speak to your mountain. And here's the very last one I want to say. Very last point. All week long, we're cultivating faith. All week long. How do you cultivate faith? You're reading and you're praying and you're fasting. Repeat. Read. Pray. Fast. Repeat. Read. 
pray, fast, repeat, read, pray, fast, repeat. How often do I have to fast? When you feel it inside you. The Lord will tell you. Jesus told his disciples, certain things are not going to happen unless you fast. I got a a story that I'm trying to get. I hope I get it. I'm going to try to line him up this week. Um, His whole, all of his skin was completely, uh, it was like leprosy. It was all over his skin. And he got, he wanted a miracle so bad that he went into this fasting season. And so I'm trying to get him to let us videotape him and put it on the screens for next Sunday. So cross your fingers and, and pray that I can find this guy. Um, but it is just, when you fast, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. Everybody stand your feet for me, please. I'd like our prayer partners to come down, um, including Francine. I don't want anyone to come down if you have any problems at all, except if you need a healing in your body. That's, that's the only thing we're going to pray for today. If you, if you need a healing in your body, a healing in your body, because miracles are going to happen this morning in people's life. Miracles happened last Sunday. They're going to happen again today. And uh, these prayer partners, they're going to speak healing right into you, right into you. And so if you need a healing in your body, come on down. Come take the hand of a prayer partner. These prayer partners don't believe that God can. They believe that God will. It's a huge difference, massive difference. Everybody else in the room, would you just raise your hands? There's no official dismissal. You can leave whenever you get ready. But I want to challenge you just to worship him just for a few moments. And let me speak a blessing into this room and in this atmosphere. Holy Spirit, we know that you're here. 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 here. Move through this house right now. Move through this house right now in the name of Jesus. Move through this house. Move through this house. Satan, if you're in this room, we command you to get out in the name of Jesus. If there's any demonic forces in this room, we command you in the name of Jesus Christ to get out. Sickness, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Cancer, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, we just call on you right now to move in this room. To move in this room, Lord. To move in this room, Lord. Lord, we love you, Jesus. No official dismissal. You can leave when you get ready. There's a sweet presence of the Lord in this room. Let's just continue to worship Him if you can. 